Hey, welcome to the Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. Is Jesus your anchor? That is the question for all of us right now. That's the question I ask to you today. Is Jesus your anchor? Yes. We all should be saying a resounding yes. Life is full of challenges. Life is full of difficulties. Life is full of temptations. In some ways, we could feel at times like a boat, a boat on the sea being smashed by waves constantly. The only thing that's going to keep us from drifting away is that anchor. All of us, we need to remain steadfast. Oh, the video is still playing. That's, that's how good it is. We need to remain steadfast. We need to remain sure. And that's the theme word for 2023. At the end of 2022, when I was praying about what God's, I guess, word for us as a church, the word that came up again and again, steadfast, steadfast. And like that beautiful anchor, which Miranda and the creative team has designed, I have to give a big shout out. That was the picture I got. We have to be anchored into the bedrock that is Jesus. And one of the best images that it comes from is the book of Hebrews. And if you don't know what the book of Hebrews is, we're going to unpack it. Not, not today, but in the upcoming term. The book of Hebrews, essentially, you could boil it down to Jesus is greater. The book was written to a bunch of Jewish Christians who were undergoing different trials, different temptations. And it seems like this, this book, this letter was written to a group of people thinking, oh, Jesus isn't enough. Jesus isn't greater for me. I, I, I think that I might go back to Judaism. There's, there's comfort in those customs of Jewishness. There's comfort in knowing that If I go back to Judaism, I can talk to my friends and family again. There's even comfort knowing that the Roman Empire under their law has actually legalized Judaism. I can practice my religion without fear of persecution. And this unnamed author, this is what he does. He's like, Jesus is greater. He unpacks all these Old Testament things. Jesus is greater than the angels. Jesus is greater than Torah. Jesus is greater than Moses, Joshua, the rest in the promised land. Greater than the Levitical priests, even greater than the tabernacle itself. And in between all these Jesus' greater parts, he has these warnings. A warning about listening to today. He uses Psalm 95 as an example of the wilderness generation that failed to have faith in God's promises. They didn't enter that rest He uses this psalm time and time again throughout the book. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. It's so important for us. Because for us, perhaps the temptation isn't going back to Judaism, isn't going back to sacrifices in the temple or a tabernacle or eating certain foods. Perhaps our temptations, something like, Comfort, or wealth, sex, prestige. 
or is it power? And so while the letter was written to a group of people that's so vastly different from our challenges, our needs, we can see the application. Jesus is greater. And I asked that question at the beginning, is Jesus your anchor? And we all said yes, didn't we? Yes? Yes, yes. Perhaps deep down, some of us have other anchors. Other anchors are just sort of creeping around that we sort of think, well, yeah, maybe if I pursue sex, maybe if I pursue power, if I pursue prestige, that's going to give me the anchorage that I need. Well, what Hebrews does, it tells us definitively, Jesus is that anchor. And the theme word for 2023 is steadfast. The theme verse is this verse here from Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 19, which is just fantastic. I love it so much. It says here, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. Now, just out of context, it seems like, oh, okay, I, I get the whole anchor you know, this hope is an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. What's this thing about going behind the inner sanctuary, behind the curtain? Well, that curtain was where God's presence was, the holy of holies. Only one person could go there, the high priest, once a year to offer sacrifices for sin. Put in other terms, that's where Eden was, to be back with God before sin. Kind of happened once a year. Jesus has done that. Jesus offered everything that we're grasping for, all our hopes, our dreams, and our desires. He's met that by going behind the curtain and offering for us forgiveness of sins, offering us freedom, showing us that Jesus is greater, greater than the Jewish customs of the Old Testament, greater than anything that the 21st century can offer. And so, friends, I'll ask this to you one more time. Is Jesus your anchor? Yes, yes Jesus will be our anchor. We're going to be a steadfast people in 2023. Now, I think I've mentioned this before. Each Friday at 1 o'clock, the pastoral team plus Craig, we meet together in what we call Q2 meetings. And part of our Q2 meetings is planning the, it's the big picture for the center and to start off with we're looking at our mission and our vision and our values now can anyone actually remember the vision or the mission for the center one of anyone out there can remember the old one it was very long and not very exciting <laughs> it was being a people of god's kingdom boldly reflecting jesus in our community and our world Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. But if I ask that to you, you're like, oh, you're probably not going to remember it. So I've come up with a new mission. And we're riffing off the word center. And I want everyone to be able to remember this. Our mission is, let's say it together, making Jesus the center. So I want to ask you, what is the center about? You can say, we're about making Jesus the center. And while we divide things into mission and vision and values, mission is, and there's lots of I guess differences in this, but how we have defined mission is this does not change. Doesn't matter if it's 2023, 2050, 21, 22, 
the mission does not change. Our mission is to fulfill the Great Commission and make Jesus the center of people's lives. As part of making Jesus the center, this is our vision, is through, this is very easy to, play, prayer, and presence. Let's all say that together. Making Jesus the center through play, prayer, and presence. What we're calling the three Ps. Again, we're going to make this really easy for you to remember. If you think about the center, you want to think making Jesus the center. How are we going to do it? We're going to do that through play, through prayer, and through presence. And the vision is, it can kind of change. It changes as needs come up, as societal shifts, as perhaps one day this building itself may no longer exist. The vision will change that. But right now in 2023, as this sort of unique church community, we make Jesus the center through play, literally here, we're, we're on a sports court right now, through play, or out in an inflatable world, or playing, say, in the med shed, or out with hands and feet, or out with kids at playtime, or kids' church. That's how we do it. We do it through prayer, because we believe that prayer changes things. Prayer is what God uses in this mysterious way to transform people's hearts and communities. And we do it through presence, by just being around people. And values. Values are what determines your behavior. And so as a church, we came up with a very biblical number, seven. I think, I think in the Bible, seven is sort of it. Come with it. Very, very simple. We're Bible-centered. We're prayer-centered. We're discipleship-centered. We're relationally-centered, community-centered, mission-centered, and compassion-centered. And that's what we want to be, a church known for that. We want to be known to be about Bible reading, about prayer, about building faithful disciples, about being people that connect relationally with people. They want to see relationships with parents, marriages built up. We want to be known in the community as the centre. We want to be mission-centred, to be global. And we want to know for our compassion. So that's some of the, the values that are going to drive our behaviour for this year. And there we go, the three P's again. Everyone, I want everyone to be able to memorise them. They the end of this, play, prayer and presence. And you have to be wondering, is like, what, what is the point of all this? What's the point of having a mission, a vision, values? What's, what's so exciting about that? What it does is it acts as a litmus, as a filter. It's a filter for us to know what things we should and shouldn't be doing as a church. Someone comes up with this brilliant idea and say, hey, I want to do this type of ministry. I want to start this business venture. We go, and I've done this already. We go, well, does it align with our mission? Does it make Jesus the center? Does it align with our vision? Does it meet the three Ps? And does it meet with our values? And that's what we want to put everything through that lens. And so our prayer is, our hope is that everything we do here from church, care and concern, our compassion, cafe, inflatable world. We want that to be run through that grid of our mission of making Jesus the centre, of our vision of making Jesus the centre through the three Ps and of our seven values. 
Now, this is all kind of nice, big picture stuff. We need some goals, don't we? And this is what us as a Q2 committee have been working through. This is kind of us throwing out there, holding ourselves accountable to you as our church community and our church council. And so in, in the booklet, there's five goals. I, I made the booklet before I went to Queensland and forgot about adding the sixth goal in there. But in 2023, these are the big goals you want to achieve. And if you open up your booklets, you can see kind of the measures for those goals. But here's just the big picture snapshot of those goals. Number one is we want to integrate our church community and business operations under Christ. That is a big one. I've probably, you've probably heard the term I've thrown around, business as mission. That's how I see this place is that this is a mission field. The people who come through these doors, that they are the people that Jesus, the community that Jesus has placed upon us to serve, to share the good news of Jesus with. We want to make sure that we are doing this, that people know that we're a church. And we've done it through some simple things already, that little sign out the front that says church meets here. We're going to have material on our coffee cups. We're going to just start to be more active with those who come into the centre, with our staff, so people know that there is a worship community here that loves Jesus. Our goal number two is forming a spiritual care team. There's sometimes a bit of confusion about pastoral care and spiritual care. So what we have labelled is spiritual care is the care that's done by volunteers. We want to form a team of spiritual carers who are volunteers. It's sort of the first port of call for people in trouble. And then if there's an issue, it becomes pastoral care. It will come to us. Actually, I'm kind of stealing your funder already, but we have Kim here, who's from the Cottage Counselling Centre. If there's more urgent needs that require external help, we have now have Kim as a counsellor on site. And so that's a big part of us, is forming this spiritual care team, the frontline volunteers to be the spiritual carers for our church. Uh, in the booklet, I've kind of labelled under goal three. This, this goal says implement a new S3 ministry and an S2 program. We listed all of the things we do here and ranked them in priority. S1 being it's run by mostly non-Christians, and it has no Christian presence. We want to bring all our what we call S1s up to S2. They are, say, like futsal or netball, being run by Christians, but not necessarily a Christian program. We want to implement a new S3, and S3 is where it's a bit like church. We call church an S3. When you come here, you know you're going to hear the Bible. The purpose of it is to evangelize, to disciple and one of the S2 programs we're going to do this year, which I'm very excited about, and you may have seen some of the work done up on the paddock. We're going to start a community garden, which... Where's Emily? Is she here? Em, where are you? Oh, she's disappeared. Oh, there you are. Yeah, Emily Lambert's going to be heading up the community for the, for the community gardens, which is a very, very exciting process that we're working through. So already looking at that. Goal number four is we want to develop and train emerging worship leaders. Who loves singing songs? Who likes singing praises to God? How important is worship? We want to take that seriously. We want to train up the next generation. That's part of our goals here is to put systems in place to ensure that our worship is honouring God, that we have people coming through who can continue to do that. 
to continue to sing praises to God. I'll jump to goal six before going to five. Beyond dual, Brian Cotter's been working with Sports Chaplaincy Australia. Oh, there you are, Brian. There's some very exciting stuff happening in the Kimberley. Brian will probably be heading out there shortly, won't you, to go do a few months? Yeah, go out there and run some chaplaincy courses with the Indigenous communities out there, continuing our work with the Solomons. So thinking beyond this community out to the ends of the earth. And finally, enacting a five-year plan for the land. So there's this picture here of the land. I already mentioned here the community garden, so it's going to have, we're hoping to put that there in the old orchard. We already have crusaders who are there in the house. And we've marked this spot off here as site for potential sheds to lease off to different Christian business owners. We have two Christian business owners that express interest of having a shed to store their materials such as excavators, diggers, whatnot. So that's uh, the site we've marked off. We also have marked, you may have noticed some work here near the metalwork shed, which the men shed with the road base. We've marked this spot off as a site for a road-based car park. So not like asphalt, like out there, it's just basically dirt. The site that when we have lots of events on on the weekends, it gets busy here. There's parking everywhere. We want to be good neighbours, good stewards of the resources we have. And so this is part of helping to be good stewards is actually just having a temporary car park. And so it's part of the five-year plan that the ops team have here for the land there. Now, I've mentioned already the community gardens. What I'd love to do now is invite um, John and Kim up from Cottage Counselling. And there's a video that we're going to play beforehand. So if you could play that for us, Matt, I will... Over 25 years ago now, there were three of us here who were trained as counsellors and we were using a small room at the back of the church. And I was just standing out the front of the church one morning with the church warden and I said, oh, we really need a better space. And I pointed over to the cottage and I said, you know, it'd be fantastic if that, that old building over there was available as a counselling centre. And he said, tonight we're voting as to whether we're going to demolish that building or not. And Jim went in there and advocated for us to keep the cottage and for it to be set up as a counselling centre. So that was the beginning of the Cottage Counselling Centre. Since then, we have grown from one centre to seven centres. In each of our seven locations, we have a partner church and that partner church um, blesses us with a room that we can use in the premises. And what's quite important in that partnership is that most of the time, the counsellor is not involved in that church. So you will have a professional counsellor using a room in that church and that's just separated from the rest of the congregation. So things are very confidential and a little bit removed. Partnership uh, with the church and the cottage uh, really is a caring partnership. Uh, caring for those who are struggling in life, who are finding things uh, quite tough, either in their marriage, uh, either in their personal life. And it's so important to have the cottage uh, just there around the corner where we can refer people to. It's been really important right from the beginning of the cottage that we're working in partnership with churches. We value the prayer support that we receive from the churches that we're working in partnership. We value the generosity and hospitality, but just being part of the Christian body is an important part of who we are as the Cottage Counselling Centre. 
all the councillors are Christian. So every single person that you see if you come through the cottage doors will be a Christian and uh, they will have a solid Christian faith and they will be integrating that faith into their work. Having a Christian perspective on the counselling was great because it was they were able to talk in, a, in terms of a theological sense as well that, and remind me that uh, God wasn't interested in how good I was. He was interested in whether or not I wanted to be in a relationship with him. What we really try to do is to be Jesus for people, to represent his spirit and his love in the room and to encompass the transformation that his spirit can bring. What I think really stood out about the, the cottage was their access to services. People that, you know, that cannot afford their services can go to the cottage and can actually get services. They will be looked after. But it's up to us to actually help them look after the marginalised, look after those who can't afford. That's important. We do need money to subsidise the people who can't pay much. So someone may come in the door and only pay 10 or $20 when the average cost of counselling would be more like sort of 140 or 150 So we really need support from individuals to be able to help those people come in the door and get the help that they need. It's increasingly important. I think it is very important for any church to partner with The Cottage. I think The Cottage has brought so much uh, strength to our church community. You now Jesus says, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And that's how I see The Cottage. They serve like Christ. They love like Christ. Welcome up, guys. This is something I've been... John and I have been planning this for a long time, haven't we? Actually playing this when I was at Regent's Park to have partnership while I was at Regent's Park. And then when I came out here, we got back in contact and it's been on my heart to have a professional counsel here on site. And so, yeah, John, would you like to introduce yourself yeah. to the church? Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Mitch. Um, it's really great to be a part of um, the church here and that everything that's developed, I have to say, I've never been um, part of a church that's as expansive as this and is so... Uh, in the community, so to speak, so it's really exciting to be part of and to listen to the vision uh, that Mitch presented this morning. Um, also wanted to uh, introduce Kim, who's going to be working here as a counsellor. But just to um, talk a little bit about the cottage so you've got a, a bit of an idea, a broad idea about who we are and what we do. You saw on the video that uh, we started off as a, um, well, I wasn't back there in the day, 27 years ago, three councillors in literally a little cottage next to a church in Narrabeen. And the, the vision was essentially to be able to provide uh, quality and affordable counselling. So you heard in the video that one of the barriers to people... Uh, there's, there's a few barriers to people getting counselling. It's always a step to take that first step into seeking counselling. So that's kind of one of the barriers, if you like. But... One of the other major barriers is the financial barrier because it can be quite expensive to get a quality professional counsellor. And so the vision was to make sure that those barriers were as minimal as possible. And so at the cottage we have a system where we, we essentially charge less for those who uh, can't afford counselling and we have a sliding scale, which means for people who are on a regular wage will pay a regular fee and it just scales down according to a person's circumstances. 
And then if a person's um, struggling even more, there's a subsidy that they can apply for and then, they, and then they can pay very little. So really we're just taking away as much as possible that financial barrier. Um, it's important to us as a Christian ministry that all the counsellors are professionally trained but are, are strong in their faith and active in a church. So uh, we're now uh, a team of about 15 counsellors. We've grown from 3 to 15 since I made that video about a year ago. We've, uh, you're in fact our 10th uh, partner church. So we've grown from, um, was, was seven years ago, so now it's, this is 10. And um, there's increasing demand to work with churches and to partner with churches and provide Christian counselling uh, that's sort of um, not necessarily front and centre in the church. We want uh, the, the counselling services to be available to the community um, and, and, and just part of what the church represents and what the church does. Um, it's lovely to have Kim. She's one of our newer members to the cottage and I might just get Kim to talk a little bit about her, her, um, her journey as a counsellor and uh, just what she's been doing. Hi everyone, it's so nice to be here with you. Um, I've been counselling for roughly 10 years um, in private practice and um, just really looking forward to being part of the cottage team this year. I'll be here on a Friday um, and uh, yeah, really I'm very, very excited about that. Um, for me, um, just a very short part of my testimony um, is that I came from a very dysfunctional family, uh, had lots of trauma and uh, later in uh, life as a young mum went to church. I came from a totally non-Christian family, thought, oh, that's what I need to do, go to church and went there for two years, wasn't a Christian and then someone just gave me a, um, a phone number of a was a Christian counsellor. They just said, oh, this is a really good counsellor and uh, through that process, the pieces that I'd heard over the last two years in church really fell into place and uh, helped me to give my life to Jesus. So from that point, I always had a really big passion to become a counsellor and help others. Um, so that happened years later. Um, I did the study after my family had uh, didn't need me so much and had grown. Um, but yeah, my passion is um, really big for helping people. Um, and yeah, I love working with couples, individuals, uh, teenagers. I have um, had some experience as a school counsellor. So uh, yeah, I love working in particular with teenagers and, uh, and couples. I love working with couples. Sometimes we, um, we just come to a stumbling block or a fork in the road and we just need someone to help us get over that and uh, help them process what's going on and learn some new skills. So yeah. I love what I do. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. Just finally, um, the, the Cottage is a not-for-profit organisation and as I said in the video, or someone else said in the video, that um, to be able to operate and provide subsidised counselling, um, we, we do look for support. So sometimes that comes through um, the churches that we partner with and sometimes it comes through... Um, corporates, organisations, companies that support us and sometimes through individuals. So if you would like to be a part of that support for the cottage, then please talk to me after the service and um, I'd love to be able to talk to you about that. In terms of intake, 
um, clearly you could just um, contact the church and they would put you through to the cottage. We do have an intake system um, where you, um, you call the number, you get the lady and she refers you to the people. But obviously if you're from around here or that someone else in the community is from around here, they'll obviously see Kim. But we do have um, 10 other partner churches. So if somebody lives, for instance, on the Northern Beaches, then they might prefer to go there. So just to refer you to the Cottage uh, website, which will give you all the information about where our locations are and a little bit about the fee scale and the councillors themselves, then you can go to the website and see that as well. But just a big thank you to Mitch for um, allowing us to be here, really, and it's amazing uh, church and uh, we're excited about what we can uh, do to be part of that vision. Yeah, it's fantastic to have you guys. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to look at the counselling room, pop into the activity centre afterwards. You'll see the sign. Angie has furnished it very well. Where are you, Angie? Our resident, what's the word I want? Um, designer. Yes, it looks fantastic. So last one before we wrap this up. Part of the three Ps. Play, pray, and presence. What I've got here, this is a list of every team that plays here at the centre. I'm calling this Adopt a Team. So I'm a, we're going to take in communion shortly. I'm going to leave this list of cards here. And I'd love you all to grab a name. This has just two teams on it. And I'll, I'll be up there, I'll be up front. There are some teams' names that are not all that appropriate. They need more prayer. They need extra prayer. We, we encounter all sorts here at the centre and they're the people who need Jesus desperately. And so you may not, and for privacy, for privacy reasons, can't put players' names. But God knows who they are. The list I've got here, I've got a team here called the Ninth Wheel and Amigos. God knows who's in those teams. Have that commitment. There's just, on the back of each car, there's just a few prayer points. That commitment to adopt a team here. Hey, maybe you can't play anymore. You're not interested in futsal or netball, but you can pray. Each and every one of us can pray. That's part of the three Ps. Uh, but just as we finish up, on the last slide, on your seats, you will notice um, what is called um, a covenant, a church covenant. Now, you may or may not have signed one of these before. This is an agreement that we as the church leadership, I'll read... Us, this is us as your pastoral team. As church leaders, we will provide opportunities for you to live out your faith in service to others, to provide faith-building opportunities for you to grow as a Christian, provide opportunities for you to develop deep and lasting friendships in the community and with others, provide opportunities for lifelong learning, for you to deepen your understanding of the Bible and the Christian faith and be good stewards of your financial contributions to the church. That's our commitment to you. And up the top there, there's a commitment that each and every one of you who call Dural home, you can sign and say, yeah, I, I'm, I as, a, as a committed, having committed myself to Jesus Christ and as a worshipper at the center, I will support and further the mission, vision and values of the center to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Be present and worship at other church events regularly. Pray for my church and fellow members. Regularly support my church with spiritual and financial gifts. Find an area of ministry through which I can serve Christ and others. 
And if you feel you can sign that, as, we, as Murray leads us in communion, there's going to be a box here. I'd love for you to put that in there. That's our commitment to you as a church leadership for 2023. And if you feel that way, it's your commitment to us. We are in partnership together to make Jesus the center. Why don't you do that by doing the three P's, play, pray, and presence. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.